So you guys clearly are a unicorn here. It's very unique. You specialize in one thing. You've grown to be one of the largest practices in the country, if not the largest. You've uh, sold and so forth. You must have some secret sauce. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Technology of Beauty, where I have the opportunity to interview the movers and shakers of the beauty business. And today is no exception. Today we have Jessica and Melissa. What's your last name again? What do you say? Stellwagon. Stellwagon. Tough. tough one for me. Stellwagon. They are the founders of Botify. And you're going to hear today about Botify, a very unique uh, approach in the aesthetics business. So stay tuned. Now, welcome. Where'd you fly in from? From All Phoenix. The way from Arizona. Really tough and far. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for coming. Thanks for Thanks having us. And this is the first time I've met you. And uh, I'd like to first get to know you a little bit before we get to Botify. So why don't you take the lead? Perfect. I'm Jessica. Mm -hmm. If you are not sure, I'm the younger sister. I always have to <laughs> use that disclaimer because we're very close in age. Uh, but my sister and I just from an early age knew that we wanted to run a business together. We've always been joined at the hip and nothing really spoke to both of our hearts very easily until we ran into an idea um, and a technology and Melissa can go more into that but that was really the impetus for the genesis of Botify. Okay and where did you grow up? Steamboat Colorado so as sisters we grew up skiing in the cold negative 30 with parents that were entrepreneurs we loved it. Okay and uh you obviously grew up the same place. Yeah, we right? grew up together. And did we you go were, to the same high school? Yeah, we went to the same. I mean, literally, my class was 100 people, so it's a tiny little town. Couldn't wait to get out of there. It's beautiful, but needed something bigger. Okay, how about college? Uh, I went to ASU, just went to Santa Clara. Okay, so at that point, you you separated, if you will. Yes. Santa Clara, ASU. Yep. Go Devils. What? Yeah, <laughs> right. Devils. Okay, so let's do Santa Clara. So what was your major? Marketing and Spanish. But don't ah. speak to me in Spanish because that didn't work. Porque no. Oh. <laughs> Porque no. <laughs> no puedes Amo. hablar español. Huh? And how about you? I was a biochem major. Biochem? Yeah, I wanted wow. to go to med school, but I moved out here to California and fell in love with golf and working for the Four Seasons Hotel in Newport Beach. After? After I graduated. Okay. So ASU, I moved to California. And what was your major when you graduated? Biochem. Whoa, and so you came here and worked for the Four Seasons. Yeah, I was Parents a beverage cart that. girl at Pelican Hill Golf Course, and I was yeah. like, why am I going to go to med school? I'm making a bunch of money every day, cash tips, and I ended up actually when the uh, Pelican Hill closed, I started my own concierge business, so I was helping people, residents in the area of Newport Coast with you know personal shopping, event planning, travel, and actually eventually plastic surgery recovery in their own homes. Okay. Any other training? You're not a nurse, though, no, right? not a nurse. And you're not either. Okay. Then when did you guys get back together? Yeah, so I Oh, had, wait. What did you do after uh, Santa Clara? The blur, nothing important. Okay. <laughs> I love Santa Clara. Go Steve Nash, right? Um, yep. No, it was a phenomenal experience. It was small and exactly what I needed, but I feel like I was a little bit of a fish out of water, didn't really have a clear direction. Um, found myself in Arizona, ended up buying a business coaching franchise, ended up working for a gentleman who helped attorneys uh, build their law firms, okay. marketing, and those were just some really great foundational pieces as mentors. So when we eventually went out on our own, I think we had a really clear vision of what we were going to do and how we were going to do it. Did you get together physically also? Did you come to the same town? I mean, you're, yeah. you're 
in Newport. She's in, we were in Tucson or Phoenix? I was Phoenix at that okay. point, yeah. Yeah, her uncle is actually a physician and was one of the very first people in Arizona to buy cool sculpting in 2011. Okay. And he asked me if I wanted to come learn how to do it, run his practice, start a medical spa, and I did, and I completely fell in love with it. And I always tried to get her on board with me because we knew we wanted to be in business together, and she had like more of the business marketing sales mind, and I loved the clinical side. Okay. And four years later, she finally joined me. And where did you start? What city did you start Botify? Phoenix. So it was. So you didn't have to move. Mm -mm. It was in Phoenix. Yeah. And you started with your first cool sculpting machine, correct? Was it one machine or more than one initially? We got two. Okay, your first purchase was two. Were they yeah. the cool sculpting advantages? Um, yeah. No, was, no, it was actually, it was parallel the one before plates. The, yeah. yeah, the Silver Fox. And I what believe. year was that? <laughs> 2000, well, 2011, I started doing cool sculpting. We started Botify in 2015 after we tried to buy my uncle's practice. You tried to buy the whole practice? The well, medical spa side of it, yeah. yeah. Is he a plastic surgeon or no. derm? It's or? actually addiction. So it was quite interesting. <laughs> he had this little offshoot of the you know, medical and it was the aesthetic anesthetics. Part. And so if you can imagine my sister bringing in people, sitting them next to heroin addicts and people <laughs> on Suboxone and Subutex and alcohol addiction. And we're like, if she can make it work here, she can make it work anywhere. <laughs> that was interesting. Okay. Wild now, were you the provider? Uh, Did, yes, were you I the was. cool sculptress? Yeah, as I in Arizona, them. you didn't have to be a yes, nurse to yeah, do that. I am very familiar yeah. with that. So you must have gone to Cool Sculpture University. Of then. course, yeah, yeah. thanks to it. you, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> and, uh, and Aaron, uh, yeah. Aaron Stevens now, Aaron Morrison. Congrats, there. awesome. Thanks. Um, let's see. This is this is kind of tough for me to follow, but this is we're just warming <laughs> up. So now you have two of the original the dual plate machines. Did you buy your uncle's place or no? You didn't buy it. So he, unlike some doctors that are in our presence right now, even though he's amazing at being a doctor, he wasn't a great businessman. Okay. Um, so he probably should have taken our offer. My sister did everything. She created the experience. I mean, she just had a phenomenal team, systems and processes, and he just wasn't interested in our offer, but he had an amazing heart. And he said, girls, there's enough fat to freeze for us all to win. Don't take my database, but go out there and do your own thing. So we did. Okay. So you build your first, or you get your first office. Yep. And you have two cool sculpting machines, and you're the business behind it, and you're the provider in the clinical. That's sort of how the jobs got divided. Yeah, it was originally how it was. Now we both kind of do everything. Yeah, of but... course. I'm trying to go to the beginning of yeah. time. Okay. Did you know when you first built Botify that you were going to come at it this way, the way you have, which we're going to get to in a minute? Uh, did you have that goal right from the get-go? Was that part of your business plan? On think, day one? I think it was um, for a few reasons. First and foremost, I had a mentor, and he always said niches lead to riches, right? Like, why would you be the jack of all trades when you can be the very best at one thing? And I think that really spoke um, to our hearts, and we're like, hey, we can do that. But then secondarily, it was a function of money. We went out and raised money, but we didn't raise a million dollars, and machines cost a lot of money. And so to have a multi-modality practice wasn't going to make financial sense because we knew we needed a long runway and still having dollars in our bank in order to start building that momentum. And if we spent it all on machines, then we could be dead in the water very quickly. Mm -hmm. Smart girls. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there you are. You open up. We have a grand opening, I'm sure. Yes, we did. And we cried. Impatient yeah. one. <laughs> We cried at the grand no, opening. No, we high-fived and said, if we could just do this every day, we could make this much money, and it was a joke. So yeah. why don't you tell the watchers and the listeners just what the concept was and explain to them the uniqueness of it without getting into the marketing yet. Just first of all, what was your mission? 
What did you provide? What was the service you provided? And tell them about the exclusivity. Yeah, I think, you know, for us, something that was really, really important is just to have an incredible experience. You know, people have always asked us, did you want to build a cool sculpting empire and you wanted to make the most money? And that was never on our hearts. It was always we wanted to be the best, the most reputable and like just the most astounding at what we did. And I think that really drove every decision that we made. And that ended up being in parallel with also being extremely profitable Mm -hmm. um, and making a lot of money. So it was a really fun journey. But I think initially it was just we wanted to be the best and we wanted to transform people's bodies because good, bad, right or wrong, how you feel in your skin impacts every interaction you have. And some people might say it's vain, but my dogs have a shitty walk if my jeans are tight. And if my (laughs) jeans are loose, they have a better walk because it impacts every fiber in our being. Mm -hmm. We don't like how we feel in our skin and fat is full of shame and people want to minimize their fat. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you start, and Demi, remind me, it was 2015, is that yeah. what you said? Okay. So you open the practice. Is it just the two of you initially? Yeah. We had uh, one other person with us. Okay. So there you go. And now how did you start getting patients? I mean, we hustled. We would do the fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Oh, she loves this <laughs> We would have two consults for the whole week, and we'd make sure that they were right next to each other, like one, one right after the other. And yeah. then I'd be in the consultation trying to sell, and Jess would be on the phone calling the office so it sounded like we were busy. <laughs> oh, hello, welcome back. You know, she was just totally faking it that we were super busy and eventually just grew and grew but going back to you know Jess was saying we didn't have extra money to buy more machines is because we were throwing that into marketing I mean from the get-go and really kind of following your lead you know you were on billboards you were on radio you were on tv all those things we knew we had to do those things so we're spending 20 30 40 thousand dollars a month marketing and I mean we were profitable month one month two I mean we paid off our machines and what, less than a year, bought our third machine and just kept going. Grew really quickly. Okay. Did you change locations? No, we didn't. Okay. Yeah, we I mean we built out for the future. We said if we have to live here because this goes under, at least it's nice. We have two thousand square feet in the <laughs> Do bathroom. You own the building? We no. wish. Oh. When you said live there, I thought you owned the building. Okay. We would have squatters technically if we did, but Okay. So before we get to now, I love the, the story of the development. So early on when you had two machines, when did you add your fourth employee? So it was actually probably not until about year two. Okay. Um, so I, lean and mean, spending yeah. a lot of marketing. Uh, what digital marketing did you do? Gosh, everything. Everything? Yeah. And we didn't have a ton of success with you know PPC and some Facebook and Instagram Instagram ads early on, you obviously have to find the right partner, and that was a constant evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I mean, we hit the ground running again because my mentor helped attorneys build their practices. It right. became very clear to me how to generate leads. Um, but I think the missing piece for a ton of people is they don't nurture the leads. We can obviously chat about that later, but yes. we always laugh when people are like, oh, I get 10,000 people to my website a day. It's like, I don't care like how many people gave you their information that now you can follow up with. Like, mm-hmm. that's all that matters. Did you start a website at that point? Absolutely. And what was it called? Thebotify.com. Okay. So yeah, we actually had a local California company build it. And I think because they had some pretty notable doctors and surgeons that they had built websites for. So I think we did one thing that was pretty unique and they pushed back ton when we asked them to do it. But it was something that definitely made a big difference for us. They pushed back? Mm-hmm. Even though they're in the business of building websites. Yeah, they said it wasn't going to work and it wasn't a good idea, and we just knew that it was. And what she's referring to is that we put a, like gated content for before and after photos. Okay. We we're not going to show any before and after photos unless you gave us your name, your number, and your email. That way we could proactively reach out to you. 
Okay, so that's how you built your mailing list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we all know consumers, patients, clients, whatever you want to call them, they love the before and after pictures. Yes, 100%. So that's what you used as the payoff or the exactly. hook to we get that a information. A couple little them. teasers out there, and we just you know, gave them a reason why we were doing it. We don't want to splash our patients' photos all over the Internet. And you know, once you fill this out, then we'll just give you a private link, and then you can see everything. Interesting strategy. I'm not aware of that. That's cool. Okay. So then it's now 2016, 17, 18. How many machines do you have at that point before, let's say, not now. We're going to get to now. But when did you get your fourth machine? So it's been interesting. And a lot of people will come into our practice and they'll be like, wait, how much money do you do a year? Like you have three employees at this point and two machines. Each office still only has two machines. Okay. You have two offices? At this point. But back then, I mean, I think we We had five cool sculpting machines the legacy machines at that point at one right. point yeah but okay. as you know it's a very profitable business and you don't have to have a million people coming through your doors and we love simplicity and we've always thought you know focus money flows where the focus goes have that singular focus be the best that you can be and that will just allow you to do what you need to do and we i think have proven that really well it's not the only model that works but it's been an outstanding model for us uh-huh okay <clears throat> when did you open your second store 2019 and you put a couple of machines there. Yep. You, so two and two or two and three. Uh, yeah, three and yeah. three, I think. And then, um, and then you must do. You must have got the new cool Elite. sculpting, the elites. Yeah, right? we were part of the assessment program, so it was great. We had it for I think similar yeah. to yeah, you, we you right. know, three, four, five months before, and we uh-huh. just were seeing faster and better results. And there we're you like, go. Yes, we faster this. and better, right? Yeah. And you were around when we started Treatment to Transformation, certainly. Yes, I called absolutely. it Comprehensive con- uh, Contouring, and Aaron named it Treatment to Transformation. <laughs> um, and then about a couple of years ago, we really started recognizing what, well, we already knew. I know you must have done it, that people that have two or more sessions in the same area are much happier. Absolutely. turns out they're three times happier statistically yeah. than people that have just one. Um, but... But the problem was early on in Zeltique, we used to constantly say it was one and done. Yeah, and one across the middle. And there's still people out there who believe it's one and done. So we're trying to change that paradigm, right, to it takes two, baby. (laughs) And so we're trying to switch from one and done to it takes two. And I'm sure you guys have been doing that. You probably do that with everybody. I went through a phase once where I wouldn't sign anyone up unless they signed up for two. Have you ever thought about that or do you do that? And we absolutely, I mean, their transformation takes over a place over a minimum of two office visits and uh-huh. 100%. I mean, we have lots of little analogies that we can make if someone says, can I start with one? But at the end of the day, you know, someone's results inevitably is our reputation. And so it is unprofessional and it is unethical to allow us to, for us to allow someone to do one treatment because we know they're going to be underwhelmed. And I think once we had that mentality um, and we were able to infiltrate our team and they had that same belief, it was like, no, we're, we're, we're not trying to get into your wallet, but you don't need to get to negotiate your treatment plan. It is not negotiable if you want a great outcome. And so I think that's been a pretty easy transition for us. Yeah, so do you only allow two or more? Yeah. Right so now it's like our minimum packages, except for a few areas, are three treatment sessions. Three treatment sessions. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go through a period of time, or are you now, where you stack them simultaneously like Jennifer Harrington does? We did try it. I, it was okay. Did you try it? I never did. Yeah. Never, Jennifer still does it. <laughs> and I love her to death. Yeah. But no, I never did. You know, I, I mm-hmm. mean, maybe one of my, at one point we had six or eight cool sculptresses. So 
that they may have slipped one in without telling me. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't micromanage I just didn't it. think the juice was worth the squeeze on there that one when tell. I would see it. And there were more pH cases with those stacked ones, so uh, which is outside the scope of this talk, but uh, or program. Okay, so then you're growing and growing and growing, and you have two offices. You only do cool sculpting. You must have been tempted, or someone must have tried to get you to start doing injectables. Injectables, other devices. We yeah, just always other jokingly said, like, we are lazy by nature, and it complicates things. I mean, we have a lot of people that will come and do site visits from other practices and try and learn best practices from us. And they're just like, oh my gosh, this is so simple. And this is so smart. Like your life is so much easier. And so that really like shied us away from bringing other things on. Yeah. And I think, in, you know, we have a network and we have people that we refer to and all of a sudden an injector who is now nervous that I might steal her injectable patients is no longer going to feel comfortable sending me That's a right. cool sculpting prospect. Good point. And so for us, it was really easy to say, hey, like send people our way and we're just going to enhance your name and we're going to give them a great result and they're going to feel like you're a rock star for sending them our way, but we're certainly not going to try and poach your business. And I just think in the aesthetic world, that's something that does happen and particularly people who are really like their client base they're nervous about that and sure. so it's like hey how can we protect that and get them to just send us referrals do you happen to have when you're in arizona do you have to have a physician supervisor so or we have a medical director medical of director. course but in terms of he or she having to be at the practice sign off on anything no i mean arizona was a godsend in terms of us deciding to open there versus some other states for sure absolutely because you could never do that in california no, for no, instance no. okay how did COVID affect your practice? Yeah, I mean, it sucked. We shut down for seven weeks. Um, we kept all our staff on. We paid them. Like, it was great. We sent out thank you letters to everybody and, like, check-in cards. Like, that was just our thing is everybody's writing thank you notes to all of our patients. How are you doing? Thinking about you. Hope you're well. Um, but once we opened back up, I mean, we saw a huge surge. I mean, Arizona COVID was not happening. So <laughs> right, COVID didn't make it into no, Arizona. Didn't get the memo. So you reopened after seven weeks. Yeah. And then you had a spike. Yeah, I mean, all the way through 2000, what 21, 2021. It was yeah. crazy. And then did it tend to level off? It leveled off last year for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what everyone saw around the country. Yeah. Um, and how is it going now? Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think if you, I mean, we've always said if you just trust that you continue to do the same things over and over again in the right ways for the right people, like things will work out. And I think that's outside of us saying our sisterhood and our sister relationship is the most important. That has been our North Star and we certainly have ups and downs, but I just trust regardless of what happens in the economy and what people are saying. It's like if we continue to be who we are, the number of people who want non-invasive fat reduction is not going away, right? And it's not shrinking. Have you ever heard me present... Yeah. Okay. Have you ever heard Not me in do that? No, I mean in person. Yeah. So I always would say to groups from hundreds to thousands, raise your hand if you don't have an inch yeah. of fat you'd like to get rid of. 100%. Yeah. No and way. every now and then you get a somebody. Someone who's homogenous <laughs> and is like, I'm not raising my hand. <laughs> and then I would say, okay, now, thank you very much. We hate you. Uh, <laughs> and then I would say, raise your hand if you'd like to have free liposuction this week. Uh, and very few hands go up. Yeah. And I said, there's the market. Mm -hmm. And presenting this to various people early on with Zeltic and in particular Cool Sculpting and all. So you have the uh, leech, you have four then, right? Mm -hmm. Two and mm -hmm. two. And you know there's, as you know, of course, but some of, some of you don't know, there are two heads on each one. So you can actually do four areas with mm -hmm. your two machines. Yep. 
Um, and I hear that recently you were acquired. Is that true? Yeah. And who acquired you? Uh, so they're a company out of Canada called MedSpa Partners. Okay. So something that immediately attracted us to them. You know, I think in this world of acquisition, everyone's talking about numbers. Numbers are the same. No one's going to give you a 20 times multiple if the market's giving eight. And no one's going to give you a two times multiple if the market's giving you eight. So it really comes down to the people uh-huh. and that partnership and what you want your life to look like after that. And they are our people and they're phenomenal. And it's been a really, really fun ride, and we're just excited about what we can do with them, for them, and then also continuing to grow the Botify brand. That's great. Now, are you going to keep the Botify brand? 100%. Yeah, that was one of the things that really attracted us to MSP is that they were not going to change us. They you know, like to acquire practices that are well-run, that have a good, strong brand, and they just really don't touch them or just support them if they need support. Are they doing things like back office support or marketing or HR? Not for us, but yes, they do offer that. So it wasn't something we wanted. Do you own part of the company? Did you yes. take part of your payoff as equity? Yes, of course. Well, just asking. <laughs> yeah. So you had a cash payment and an equity payment. I'm not going to ask you how much. Don't worry. Um, $20 billion. No, just kidding. <laughs> like, Only why are 20? you here? Yeah. <laughs> Only 20? Uh, okay. But you're still going to stay and run it. Yeah, I think Melissa and I have always been very forward-looking. And one of the things we thought is in this moment, we were not ready to be done with Botify. But if I push that out 10 years and then I sell to someone and they want me to stay on for five, well, now I'm having to stay in an organization that maybe I don't want to be with anymore. And so we felt, hey, if we get acquired now, the next 7, 10, 12 years, this is still where we want to be. And so it was going to be a much easier deal to make with someone than, oh, buy us and we're, quote, the secret sauce and good luck. We're piecing out. That's really hard. Like, you're very hard to replicate, right? Uh And so someone who, if they bought you, would want you to stay. Right. Okay. Now, are you going to replicate Botify across the country or regions? I think that's definitely the plan. Uh, with the name Botify? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, we hope so. Wonderful. And are they going to help you? That's my yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. With their backing and all? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons we now is a good time to be acquired is because, you know, there's two of us. We have two locations. But growing, I just felt like having the extra support, the extra financial capital behind it was going to help us a lot more. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So you guys clearly are a unicorn here. It's very unique. You specialize in one thing. You've grown to be one of the largest practices in the country, if not the largest. You've uh, sold and so forth. You must have some secret sauce, some special things that you're doing that make you successful. What is the advice, if you can share it, what advice do you have for other practitioners uh, around the country? Yeah, I think there's a few things that we did very intentionally. And first and foremost, you have to know who your client is. And we knew very early on that people who do cool sculpting, 50% have never done an aesthetic procedure before. They are not willing to see your ad, go to your website, look at a billboard, call you and book a consultation because they're feel fearful. They feel shame about their body. And so we knew we had to get them into our sphere and have some type of CRM that was going to educate them, nurture them, demystify, highlight who we are, how we are different, and why they needed to come to us. And I just believe most companies just care about leads, but they don't look at that entire journey and that continuum to say, how can I be on that journey Mm -hmm. to make sure that they choose us? And that is something we did exceptionally well. Can you please tell the watchers and listeners what a CRM is? That's great. I actually never know what it stands for. It's like customer relationship management. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, you yeah, got it's it. It's managing the funnel, right? We're spending twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars a month to get leads. And if you literally reach out to that lead one time and then you leave them alone, like you're flushing that money down yeah. the drain. And so anybody that comes into Botify's CRM, you know, they're getting reached out to 10, 15, 20 times, you know, as an education, you know, we're here as a resource for you. We're leading them down the path to educate them about cool sculpting, but we're not giving up on that lead. And people always say, I need more leads. I need more leads. Well, the reality is they need to do better with the leads that they have. Okay. I couldn't agree with you more. That's number one. I think the second piece was the USP or the unique selling proposition, right? There's a lot of people that offer cool sculpting. There's a lot of people that offer aesthetics. People want the decision to be easy and they want a company to make that decision for them. And if everybody's the same, all you can compete on is price. And so we knew very, very clearly, we need to know who we are, how we're different, and then connect the dot for the end consumer so they know why it's important. And not choosing subjective things like, we're the best, we're the nicest, you're gonna have a great experience, but hard, concrete facts that people say, well, that's a differentiating factor and that's where I wanna be. Anybody who calls, texts, or emails Botify will have a palpably different experience with us than anybody else, and that makes the decision easy to walk through our doors. Okay, excellent. That's number two. Any other words of advice? Experience? I think the client experience. I mean, you walk into places these days, a restaurant or, you know, a store to buy clothing, and they don't even acknowledge you. You know, there's like no, you know, coming from the Four Seasons hotel chain that I worked at, I Uh mean, that experience was everything. People can go to a Motel 6 or they can go to a Four Seasons. It has a bed, it has a toilet, it has a TV, but why do they go to the Four Seasons, right? It's that experience. People want to pay for this luxury experience. And so, you know, asking them if they want coffee, tea, or water before they arrive and having it ready for them when they come in, writing thank you notes to say thank you for coming in. You know, we have man cave cups. You know, we mm-hmm. modeled after you. You had Manland. We, we have, have a, a man thank cave. You budget. We mm-hmm. have a thank you budget. Anybody that comes in, we can send them a gift uh, after they come in and up to $50 on Amazon or whatever it is. It's We tell our staff like, hey, they have something that they're interested in, send it off to them. Mm-hmm. And that's so important for us because in theory with cool sculpting, you do your two, three, four treatments and you're happy. And so we are constantly having to be a marketing machine. But what we've also realized is if we build that rapport and that credibility with our clients, we can get them to come back and do different areas. We can get them to send in referrals and write reviews. And so often people are so concerned about the new leads and turning that lead into money, where for us, I mean, 40% of our business comes from existing clients. And now all of a sudden, we don't have that you know, acquisition cost and we can do different things for them. And so it just has been a beautiful pairing for our business. And I think that, and then lastly, our beautiful results promise, guaranteeing cool sculpting was something that blew people away. We certainly don't advise people who are new, are not well-versed in cool sculpting to offer that, but it's in a ridiculously consistent and predictable technology as long as you cheat, treat the right patients, set mm-hmm. proper expectations, and build the right treatment plan, and don't let people do half their plan. People will spend the money. They're deathly afraid of investing in one more thing that doesn't work, and we have found over and over again that because of that guarantee, people are willing to pay a higher price, not only because of the experience, but because of the guarantee. So if a client comes in and she says, she or he says, I didn't get the result you you and I agreed on, what do you do? Yeah, you treat I, them? I think you nailed it on the head. So first and foremost, there have to be lots of parameters. Mm-hmm. So I love that you said we didn't get the results we agreed on because some people are like, well, what if they're not happy? 
What if they're not satisfied? It is not a happiness guarantee. Everybody wants more fat gone. So we have very clear parameters about what we are going to achieve for that client, showing them dozens of photos of people who look like them and are doing the same treatment so we can set that clear expectation. Mm -hmm. And yes, if they come in and we decide that they did not get the anticipated result and they've still maintained their weight and done their part, of course we're gonna retreat them. It's the right thing to do. But if I have a really low cycle price, I can't do that. But because we want a higher cycle price and a bigger investment, we have room to do what's right for our clients. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy to hear your story. Uh, I noticed uh, you had a crystal ball when you came in. I do. Why don't you look at that crystal ball and tell me what I'm going to see in one, three, and five years in the aesthetic space, and if you want, non-surgical body conjuring. Yeah, I mean, I don't think fat's going away, right? Like right. Everybody has something that they want to get rid of, uh -huh. and especially, I think, millennials. We are seeing so many millennials that are living back at home with their family, and they're spending more money on luxury goods, and that's definitely an area that I think will grow with cool sculpting, especially. Okay, so you think the millennial group is gonna spike. How about you, what do you see in the future? I think financing is so interesting. I was watching a history film on the credit card and how everyone had this you know, perception that if you had to have a credit card that you were broke and you couldn't afford things and how they, you know, Diners Club had really transitioned that and got it to be something that was normalized. And I think more and more it is so important to offer financing and utilize it, scream it from the mountaintops. And we are personally finding that even our clients coming in who could easily write that $10,000 check, they're wanting to utilize financing. And so I think for me, that's just gonna become a bigger and bigger part of practices success. I totally agree. I don't know if you know my financing experience and subscription experience, but I totally agree with you. I happen to be very fond of Patient Fi. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're using that. I hope you are, and if not, I'd like to talk to you about it after the show. And also, as now, Patient Fi has a wonderful subscription program yeah. called, uh, uh, what is it called now? I'm Thunder Wraps, you can't say it yet. Oh. Just joking, I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, super interesting. Privy, that's it, all capital, P-R-I-V-I. -I. Oh, wow. And uh, we had uh, Todd on the program, and I know Todd Watts very well. As you know, he's the co-founder of Patient Fi. Mm -hmm. And that subscription uh, package is really great for the business owner also, as well as the patient. And when we did it with another subscription company that's been acquired, so I'm not going to mention them, uh, we have the hard data to show increased consumption. Um, it really facilitates a better experience for the patient or client, uh, customer, and also it's better for the office. And the nice thing about the way privies run is you get paid within 24 hours, the whole amount. Right. So if it's 10000 you get the full 10000 And they chase the patient or whatever, whatever arrangement they make. And it can be even a zero financing if now we're switching to financing. There's all sorts of ways that patient fi can do this. And I found when we do it, we use more cycles. That's, and that's the final analysis, really. A happier patient and a happier, if you will, business person like yourselves. Well, it's been very fun. Anything else you want to tell your adoring fans? Or It's a great model. I love it. You had a great quote, something about if you give it to us again about specializing in things. Someone oh, niches lead to riches. There you go. <laughs> niches lead to riches. I'm going to use that. I've never heard that before. Love it. Thank yeah. you, Stephen. He was the one that taught me that. Is that right? I mm -hmm. love it. Okay. If there's nothing else, I want to wish you well. Thank you for coming. And have a safe trip back to Arizona. You going to stay here for a while and enjoy Manhattan Beach, I hope? Beach yeah. and dinner. Beach for, walk. Yeah. Wine, you know. Good. Do you have reservations already? No. Let us know where to go. I will, for sure. 
And I want to thank all of you for joining us today and learning about Botify, a unique way, a new, unique approach to aesthetic medicine and body contouring and these two entrepreneurs, beautiful entrepreneurs. You got to be proud of them. I certainly am. Congratulations. See you next Tuesday.